Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you and on with the show. Seriously, being a parent is like being an athlete. There's not enough hours in the day, is there? I just need your help. Super mom, trying to juggle it all. (laughs) Having a small child can add all kinds of complexities to your life. Leaving the house, for example, is never the same. Where once you may have picked up your keys, wallet and headed for the world, now you have to pack multiple supplies, dress your child, cover your child in sun cream, possibly take your child to the toilet or change their nappy, etc., etc. You know how it goes. So how do you manage this when two or more children are part of the mix? Chris Minogue is our Mothercraft expert on Kindling Helpline, and she's here to give us some tips. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Now, because families come in all shapes and sizes, we don't know how old children are. It's going to differ depending yeah. on their age. I'm, I'm going to give you some parameters today. Brilliant. We're going to talk about... A new baby and a toddler, say a child around two and a half years of age. Sure. Let's just say that's kind (laughs) of the age when we have our second children. Not always, of course. Um, But can we just go for four of the more challenging times of the day? Perfect. Starting with breakfast and then getting dressed and ready to leave the house. Okay. Um, And let's assume that the baby is still breastfed. Okay. So in this one, it is about communication with you and your partner. So at at this very early stage, getting through everybody having, you know, a shower, two children up, one having breakfast, and at least trying to wrangle a two-year-old to get them dressed. It is about communication between you and your partner. So one might get up and have a shower while the other one starts the routine with the children and then you swap over. But the big thing about the toddler is... They're going to fight you if you rush them. So the idea is to sort of outsmart the toddler. (laughs) That takes effort. If you need to get out of the house at a certain time, let's say 9 o'clock in the morning for a play date with the toddler, then when I get him up in the morning, I pretty much dress him then. You won't have an argument later. If he's so as dressed, soon as they're out of bed. As soon as they're out of bed, you're changing his nappy possibly or he's off to the toilet, so he's taking his pyjamas down. So let's change him in that window when he's fairly amicable. He hasn't got into play and he hasn't got distracted by iPads, telephones, televisions. Okay, once he's distracted, too hard to bring him back in. So let's get that bit done. They're not overly messy at that age with their breakfast. And, you know, he, he will learn... Changing one T-shirt is much easier than changing a whole set of of clothes. But generally, they're not that messy with their breakfast. By this stage, Dad might be out of the shower. Mum's got the toddler up, just in this example. She's changed the toddler and she's fed the baby. Now that baby can go and be in a bouncer while the toddler has breakfast with Dad and Mum gets a shower. So even if it doesn't go that smoothly... It's about the essence of communicating what needs to get done in that window to be able to get out of the house. And it might be what gets done in that window so that mum can let the toddler play at 7.30 while she settles another baby. So, But if you're trying to settle a baby and change a toddler into clothes because you've got a window to get ready to go out, it will implode 
Because the toddler's been rushed and toddlers don't like being rushed. No, they do not. All right. Well, let's get on to the next tricky topic, which is day sleeps. Yes. So a toddler at two and a half is generally... One sleep. Having one sleep a day. Yep. Baby multiple sleeps, depending on where they're at. Yeah. How do you get both to sleep during the day? Because ideally you'd You'd want want them them at the same time. You'd want them to cross over. Oh, right. Okay. So... In this case, I'm trying to cross over the babies. I don't necessarily want them to go down together and get up together. In our head, we want that to happen. But in actual time, it's a little bit of time for both. So let's say our toddler's going down after lunch around 12.30, 1 o'clock, which would be about right for any child over 18 months. And we've got a little baby who generally needs a feed around that time. And they're very distractible. So let's put our toddler down to bed at 12.30 and let's try and angle our day, if possible, to have a feed fall for the baby between 12.30 and 1. So mum comes home, they've been out to the park for a little while, given our toddler lunch, say at 12 o'clock. Baby's getting restless, it's been out and about, may not have had enough sleep. Giving the time to the toddler to put him down to bed, change his nappy, give him a cuddle, pop him down to bed. Then you have time for the baby. So you can sit in a quiet environment and feed that baby. They often then will sleep a little bit better after that because they've had a really good feed. There's been a bit of stimulation from being out. So here's our window where we're creating an afternoon sleep together. But that crossover bit is really important. The toddler's probably going to sleep from, let's say, around that 12.30, 1 o'clock mark to about 2, 2.30. If we get our baby fed, depending on the different ages of the babies, but generally, let's say three months, get it fed, put it down for an afternoon sleep, they'll often sleep for an hour and a half to two hours with a bit of work, but across that window. When our toddler wakes up at 2.30, he gets a little bit of bum time that's not involving the little baby even if it's only 20 minutes of sitting, cuddling, setting up some play. When that little baby wakes up, the toddler's happier for mum to go to the baby because it's had some time. But the crossover time for mum is about an hour to an hour and a half. And what's your advice? I mean, this is just thinking about my, what my children were like at this yeah. age. To get the toddler to sleep, well, and what do you do with the baby at that point? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it depends when the baby is. So... I usually put, I, I use bouncers, you know, a really good bouncer They're amazing, a lot. Aren't they? Yeah, if you get a really good one, it works really well for you. So I think, I think the really hard thing is when the baby's really, really young, so under nine weeks, its needs, although they're more, are more simplistic. Because if I get fed, I'm fairly calm. I will lay there. As I get into the three and four months, I'm much more vocal. I need more of your attention. And so sometimes you have to go, do you know what, little baby, you're actually fine. I'm going to put you here for a minute while I put the toddler down, which takes you about five minutes. And then you've got time to devote to that little baby. And this is where the juggle and the balance comes in, isn't it? That's why we call it the juggle. And we need to just say, okay, little baby, you'll be okay for a minute while I finish this. Then I can devote time to you. And then it will be easier because both children are getting what they need. And and sometimes with your first child, it never has to wait for anything because you're there. You're all things to everything. But with your second little one, you've got to balance, okay, well, if I get that five minutes to put the toddler to bed, he won't be overtired. If I devote all my time to the baby, then the toddler's going to go ballistic. So sometimes it's that balance. You'll be okay for five minutes. You're fine. You're safe. You're secure. I'll put my toddler down and then I will come back and I can give to you. 
And it's about the balance. And what's your advice if you've um, followed your first steps in terms of getting out the house and yeah. you've taken your kids out for the morning? Yeah. Um, it, with two, is it a better idea just to always come home for the middle of day nap? Or? Well, you are because the toddler has it. So it's the one thing that anchors. It's the point in the day that anchors the family. There's two points in the day that I call anchor the family. One is lunchtime because the toddler needs to be in bed and no one's going to give that up because a ratty toddler is worse than a frequently <laughs> yes. crying baby. And the other anchor is in the evening, you know, which I'm sure is going to be one of these points, is the evening needs to be the next anchor point. So generally speaking, you're home most days in the afternoon because the toddler needs to go down. And so therefore, it's it's sort of a sensible time to also put the baby down so that you try and get that crossover of sleep. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Chris Minogue. She is our regular expert on Kindling Helpline. Today, we are speaking to her specifically about the juggle when you have two children. We are concentrating on a new baby and a toddler. But obviously, um, if you have any questions that you want to ask Chris, you have children of different ages, she can cater her advice to whatever question you have. Just give us a call on Mondays at midday on 1800 Kids Radio. But today, we're just going to stick within the parameters of a new baby and a toddler. And yes, Chris, the next time I want to know about is actually witching hour. Yeah. So uh, one thing that I've always been really confused about is how you get dinner ready when uh, that time might coincide so with the witching hour for both your yeah, baby and your toddler. Them, yeah. yeah. So it's back to being prepared again. Okay. So often um, I work out a couple of meals that the toddler will eat, you know, with his eyes shut so you don't have to fight him on it. And I have them pre-ready. So in time, as the ba- new baby becomes more settled, gets a little bit older and is sleeping in that afternoon, I would prepare their dinner earlier and therefore um, it's ready for the toddler when he's due to have it. The other thing that happens is often by that stage, a toddler's dinner time has moved out. So it's in that 5.30 to 6 o'clock range or even in the 6 o'clock range if they've been going to daycare and they come home and they have dinner at home. But that coincides with a new baby really needing a lot of attention. You know, that's really up to about five, six months. They need a lot of attention in that time. So what I do is take a look at the rhythm of the family in the evening and shift it forward. So a toddler um, can eat at five o'clock. That gets that out of the way. A little baby is usually not too bad in that five o'clock window. Give the toddler a bath straight after it. So we're doing the dinner and the bath together. The toddler's time is between five and six. The baby's time is fairly ballistic between (laughs) any time from 5.30 to seven. Now, hopefully in that window, um, dad might be coming home to sort of interject here and divide and conquer as I call it so one takes one and one takes the other but if our toddler has been fed and had had a bath then him happily playing while that little baby needs you is less stressful than a little baby crying a toddler who's hungry by six o'clock and is at you and and you're not you're not achieving anything so what happens is you need to move one of them forward and it's actually easier to move the toddler than it is to move the baby. And I talk a lot 
with clients about this juggle. And the other thing I do is I get the baby into bed in or around that seven o'clock window, but the toddler might actually stay up a little bit longer and, and get back a little bit of time with mum and dad from seven till 7.30. So it is really about looking at what that family needs. But what I do is generally bring the toddler earlier and so you haven't got as much on, I call it the organised chaos. You literally go five o'clock's dinner, six, 5.30 might be the bath, six o'clock, he's playing with the toys, she's having a feed, she might need a bath. So it's, it's one thing after another, but it's not all on top of them all at once. And that's what you have to be able to do. If you don't move the toddler, it's completely chaotic. Yeah, okay. Well, leading on from that... Um which the next step is after that is bedtime. Bedtime. And in this scenario, I want you to imagine that <laughs> the toddler has just moved to a big bed. So we're talking <laughs> yeah. sort of two and a two half and a half older. To three yeah. yeah. So um, you can't. You can't leave put him, him trapped in, and, in the cot. <laughs> yeah. Leave him in and go. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So how do you manage that? Uh, the trick, the only trick to this one, is to get the newborn baby to sleep across that period, and that's why I was saying before how if we can get that newborn baby to sleep maybe in that window, quarter to seven till seven, and actually don't put the pressure on you that the toddler has to be in bed at seven then it works much better. So because obviously when they go into a little bed, they need a little bit more time because their escape route, they've already planned. Yeah. (laughs) Which could be, I need another drink through to, I need to go to the toilet, which weirdly they can wee on command when they get there. So, (laughs) you know, so I think it's just about that. Okay, if I can get that little, nine times out of 10, I can get that little baby to sleep. And, and so I set, when I speak to parents, I set it up as if only one parent's at home with these children. And then if anybody else happens to be around, it's a bonus. So I set it up so the little baby goes to sleep in, in, in or around that quarter to seven, seven o'clock window. And I'm not putting the pressure on me that I have to get the toddler into bed at that stage. Once that little one's in bed and settled, which could take you 15 minutes, then it's time to give back to the toddler. So let's do our stories together. Let's wind down. Let's chat about the day so that I can then put you to bed where you're calm and relaxed and have less of the argy-bargy that goes on with them in that age group. And then hopefully you can sleep through the night. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) Chris, thank you so much for that. That's That's a pleasure. That's Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue, and you can hear her every Monday at midday on Kindling Helpline, where you can call in and she will answer your questions. So if you have more questions about the juggle, if your children are different ages, if you're having different challenges with it, give us a call on Monday at midday. The number's 1-800-KIDS-RADIO, and she will answer your question about things that you may need help with. We're the Beanies. Get your child off screens and into their imagination as we explore how bubbles are made. What's in a sneeze? Achoo! And what's with the weather today? Professor Know-It-All knows. Hello, Beanies. Hello. The The Beanies. A podcast just for kids. Subscribe now on iTunes or listen anytime on the Kindling app.